Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Are you an emerging persona or a global organization that isn't getting recognition from the press? Have your marketing and advertisement efforts hit a plateau? Let us help you take your brand to the next level. Red Heifer Media is a full-service boutique public relations agency specializing in health and wellness, tech, real estate, and nonprofit organizations. We can turn your successful company into a reputable brand. Take your first step and visit www.redheifermedia.com. Once again, visit www.redheifermedia.com to take your brand to the next level. My guest today is Amy Elisa Wong, who is a certified executive coach and who has devoted more than 20 years to the study and practice of helping others live and lead on purpose. She works with some of the biggest names in tech and offers transformational leadership development and internal communication strategies to executives and teams around the world. In today's episode, Amy and I talk about her new book, Living on Purpose, Five Deliberate Choices to Realize Fulfillment and Joy. Welcome to Lifeology. Oh, thank you so much, James. It's a pleasure to be here today. We had such a fantastic call in the pre-call, so I can't wait to hear more about you. I mean, you've done so many amazing things. So when I re- read the, was reading your bio, I was like, oh my God, this woman is fantastic. And so she's going to teach us so many things today. So once again, welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation. For where are you calling in today? Berkeley, California. Oh, Berkeley. Uh-huh. Oh, in fact, if I remember correctly, don't you, aren't you also a professor there? At, at, at oh, I'm in- well, I'm a, yes, I'm an instructor at Stanford Continuing Studies and Berkeley Extension. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm rubbing shoulders Super with fun. someone really, really intelligent here. <laughs> That's fantastic. Super fun. Super fun. <laughs> now, how did you get into this whole transformational space? You know, I love this question so much. When yeah. I was a kid, I was, and to this day, fascinated with all things consciousness consciousness uh-huh. studies. And I remember it was in fifth grade or so. I was in the public library with my mom and I think I was in the psychology section and I stumbled upon <laughs> Thich Nhat Hanh, the uh-huh. Zen Buddhist master. Yeah, and, Buddhist yeah, and I pulled the book off the shelf and I absolutely fell in love with it. And so mm. starting at a very young age, I've just been fascinated with yeah. all things now, I want to say spirituality, but not in a dogmatic mm-hmm. sense, but consciousness, sure, consciousness uh-huh. studies, why are we here, existence. And so yeah. that's always been with me. But the way my brain has worked, I ended up studying mathematics. So I got my degree in math at UC Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. And and I'm, I, you know, looking back, it makes perfect sense to me now because, yeah. you know, it's the search for truth, really. And mm-hmm. Math is just a way of being able to discern amongst all of the information and data that is here in the mm-hmm. universe, make sense Great of order. it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And be able to find patterns and meaning and then translate it in a way that's somewhat irrefutable. And so mm-hmm. put me on the path to be in tech. And so I started at Sun Microsystems when I was at was 19 years old. Oh, Sun Microsystems, inter- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was... Um, you know, started interning while I was at Cal 
And I ended up staying. So I was there for 10 years in very many different roles. And so I really got my chops in, in tech mm-hmm. there from, you know, program management all the way to engineering because it's just my training. Yeah. And what was so fascinating is that what I started to see throughout those 10 years was this common denominator that existed from high school until, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, that part of my life. And I saw that, oh my gosh, you know, really what I am so passionate about is it's not so much the data at hand. I'm fascinated with how people perceive the data Uh, at hand, but I loved it. And really what I loved was being able to discern through people's language, logic, body language, what it was they didn't know that they didn't know. And I was really good at that. And so uh, as I was waking up to this, it was in 2008 that I had my first child who is now almost 14 and I had a total breakdown, but it was really a beautiful experience. You know, when we hear breakdown, we tend to think, Oh, that's really bad. But in this case, it was really a breakthrough. And I Mm -hmm. saw that I wasn't attending to all of me and through this massive epiphany and, and what I can only really call a divine download because everything changed in a moment. I decided to go back to school, got my master's in transpersonal psychology having no clue what I was going to do with it. I just knew I needed to study it. And I, and I was, my soul was saying, Hey, you're super exercised and, Uh and, and, you know, with all things left brain, let's get you balanced with all things right brain. Mm -hmm. And I, my instincts were right. And what was so wonderful was that it really balanced me to be able to do this work. Coaching found me. And so now it's been 10 years plus that I have been in this field. And I'll tell you, James, I, I truly live a miracle every day. Mm, yeah, it is. I, yeah, I'm so blessed. So blessed. Well, congratulations. It's, you know, it's always interesting because like you said, the breakdown or the break, when you had that breakdown, everything in life can either be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And so yes. you redefined what that looks like. So just as you teach people what they know or what they don't know, you took this opportunity to say, yes, perhaps my the cognitive schema of my life or just how I look at the world is all of a sudden different. And mm-hmm. so let me do something about it. So you had this intuition, you, you went and did different things. And so you, you actually emulate and model what you teach as well with, with yeah. executives and all the other people that you work with. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And you know, my, my practice name always on purpose, you know, that, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> I named it that. <laughs> right. But really, I mean, everything's on purpose. <laughs> everything's on, that's right. But, but you know, it's that it's really deciding that everything that that emerges is for you, yeah. not at you or against you. And so uh-huh. to really decide that it's all on purpose is, mm-hmm. is really the, the magic there and the opportunity. And so, yeah, I, I harnessed it as, as that. Mm-hmm. I would like to tell people as well is when in life, there are a lot of things we love, a lot of things we don't love, a lot of things we have shame about, a lot of things we have joy about. But when we look at every single event and say every single event is like a jigsaw puzzle piece, we've all done a jigsaw puzzle before. And so we can look at what the picture is on the box, like, oh, this is what it looks like. And so we're just like that. So we look at the box and say, oh, this is, this is a picture of James. But when I look at every single event in my life that I may not like it, but I'm like, oh, this, this linked here and this linked here. You know, when we put the, when we put the puzzle together, we know where the border is and that's obvious. Yes. But filling other, other things, it doesn't make sense. But when we link it together, I see who James is. And there's yes. a lot of things I like about James. And a lot of things, of course, I accept and I'm working on. But the great thing is a lot of things that I really like about myself, I probably couldn't have had them had I not mm. gone through those other things that I didn't like. And so it's always oh. a really good reframe for people realize life happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. We get to decide what that looks like. If we wait a little bit longer with perspective, we often see, oh, I didn't like this, but this is what links with here. And I eventually got this level of self-esteem and self-acceptance through all these other things. And I like who I am. So in order to get that, I had to go through those things. Oh, you, I mean, that is just pure wisdom right there. And, and it's actually one of the choices in my book, choice number three, that, that points right to what you're talking about. And again, life just happens. We get Mm -hmm. to decide what to do with it. And if we choose to embrace every experience as a, as a gift, which, you know, on the outside isn't always easy, but you know, when you go down the line, you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I see how that was a gift. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I always say, it's like, why do we wait for our future self to tell our now self why the the hard stuff, how, how it turns out? No, you know, cause it's always going to serve us. And so yeah, there's will. just, yeah, this is, this is such an important topic. It is. And we'll jump into your book in just a second. I, it's always funny. In, in the morning, I, I always tell people how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. Mm-hmm. So for me, I start my day out with a spiritual meditation or however that may be. Everyone has a different version. But for me, that's how I do it. Yeah. And so then afterwards, I walk my dog. And so then I'm checking my phone, walking my dog, checking my emails. And then if all of a sudden he pulls, which that's what our dog is going to do if he's excited about something, um, I'm like, oh, and I get annoyed. But then I'm like, James, what are you learning about yourself right now? And I'm like, well, apparently I need to learn patience. And I'm like, oh, I missed it again. I hate patience. So apparently I need to learn it. <laughs> Always, what am I learning about myself right this second? Oh, and you know what? That, that is exactly what it means to be on purpose, is to wake or is to live so awake and conscious of these, you know, these moments, these choice points. And so what, how do you yeah. want to meet this moment? Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm learning so much and I love to learn. And sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted because I've learned so much. And I'm like, what do you learn about yourself with <laughs> yeah. that? I'm like, oh, stop. I'm like, it's too much. But <laughs> well, I want to transition into your book, Living on Purpose, Five Deliberate Choices to Realize Fulfillment and Joy. So what happened for you? You're like, I have a book here and it needs to be written. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, and you know, it was, uh, it's, it's really, it's a culmination of, of 10 years of, of study, of research, of hundreds of conversations that I have had with clients. And I feel so blessed because I really have gotten a backstage view into the human condition. And, Mm. you know, have you heard that quote, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle? Like, I love that quote because mm-hmm. it really does capture the fact that we are all so complex and we are all so rich with experiences and histories and memories and desires and fears and tragedies and traumas. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, we're, we're quick to assume that, you know, especially with social media, we're quick to assume that everybody's life looks great and they're normal, but I'm not. They're, they're whole, I'm broken. And, you know, having had so many conversations within so many contexts within, with, with so many leaders and just, I mean, the the whole walk of, of, of folks, it was just so obvious that I, I mean, I had to write this book. I had to write this book. And so it was, it was, I mean, and I knew it was going to happen. And so it was like kind of a five years ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But I knew that when the time was right, it was going to 
emerge in its right time with the right support, with the right, all of those things. And it sure enough did. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes over the whole concept of faith versus fear, because, you know, you had Mm -hmm. this, but you had the faith that it was going to happen. I don't mean that in a, in a religious way. No. But I'm faith versus fear essentially asks us to do the same thing. It asks us to believe in something that may or may not be true. And so I always think, you know, think of the little, as little kids, we watch the, the cartoons of the little angel, little devil. And so the fear is a little devil and the angels is the faith. And so it goes to like a whole concept of when you, when you were going to write this, but I think so many times people, they know they have a dream and they know they want to do something, but then the mm-hmm. fear kicks in. What if nobody reads it? Or what mm-hmm. if I can't? What if I can't sell it? What if it's not yeah. good enough? And all right. those self-doubts come in. And so it's a whole concept that, you know, you went with a faith version and it's something we all can learn is what do we do? You know, when, when we have choices like this, you have an opportunity, yeah. you're given a beautiful get a beautiful book that we're going to talk about in a second, but you decided this is what I want to do. I want to use that faith version of whether nobody reads it or not, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so you oh. work through whatever those thoughts were, you know, we all have a version of, of um, just that insecurity at times that, um, that just that part that can really stop us. But you know, the great thing is, and you're on this side of the camera now, which I'm sure before, as you work through your own versions of things, you're able to say, yes, now I have something that I really want the world to, yeah. to read. Um, how did you come up yes. with the five, how did you come up with the five different choices? It has been a very organic process of discovery, huh? um, derivation, okay. uh, where it's, you know, when I, Beginning in 2011, well, actually earlier than that, I just didn't know it. I really have been coaching for a long time, but formally and professionally that began um, near the end of 2010, 2011 is when I really launched it. And in, I think again, because of my math brain and the way it's structured to understand patterns, meaning, and make sense of things, I was starting to see trends in a lot Mm -hmm. of the things I was hearing. And I was starting to make distinct ways of being and processes and tools and frameworks and mindsets that were really rather thematic in a lot of these conversations. And, you know, one of the best things I did early on in my career was to blog, right? And I had gotten some advice that just blog, you know, really to, to, to show up in the world. And I decided to do it every other week really for myself as a way of just being accountable, but to distill what it was that I was experiencing in these conversations. What were the themes? What were the overarching lessons? What were the patterns? What were the ahas and the tools that could be applied in, in many different use cases? And what I didn't realize was that I was really preparing myself to create this body of work that really is quite universal. And it's, um, it, I just, I, gosh, I feel so, so, so blessed in, um, again, like how you said, you know, these little puzzle pieces, you just have to trust that it all makes sense in in the bigger picture. It did. So, right. And so here we are and that's kind of how it all came to be. And, and I would love to go back to something you said that faith over fear, what a beautiful, brilliant way of putting it. And I think something that I was very clear about beginning this process, even at the, even, even starting always on purpose, Mm -hmm. like no part of what I do and no part of this book has been a strategy. No part of this Mm -hmm. has been, I've got to do this so I can make money. I've got to do this so that I can be big in the world. I am, it is all truly in service to making the world a better place. And Mm -hmm. so I think what allowed me to push through the discomfort of, well, what if nobody reads it? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, well, it's like, well, who cares? 
It's got to be out there because if it helps one person, then I've done my job. Mm -hmm. You know, ideally it'll help more than that. And, but Mm -hmm. I'm, it's, but for me to say, you know, let me just let, I'm not even going to entertain fear here. This is really, I'm so clear about what I'm standing for and I have to choose it. I have to continue to choose that stance because guess what? The the world out there is pretty compelling, you know, and then you're going to get a lot of advice from people like, Oh no, what's your business plan? Oh, what's your marketing plan? I'm like, Whoa, hold on. Let's get really clear about what this is about. Yes. And yeah. So I have to reorient and and ground myself. And I think the more congruent you are, the more congruent you are with your thoughts and your, your belief system, obviously that, that that makes one's integrity. And so one's integrity Mm from the beginning of something should not change throughout the process of something. So I've worked with people who say, oh, I would never do this, I would do that because that's my integrity. And then I've worked with them later and they're like, well, yeah, I made some compromises here. No judgment whatsoever. But it's important to know when you start a process, can you hold yourself accountable to where you're going to be? Now, we may not know what the future looks like and what the temptations may be or choices we have, but it's important to really capture this integrity here so therefore, when a person does get bigger and more successful or life happens, is that same template used for here? Right. And if it's That's not, right. unfortunately, the foundation of any business, any campaign, anything at all will falter because if a person makes a choice a little bit later on that's slightly mm-hmm. out of their, their integrity, well, the whole reason why they started this in the first place is, is now contaminated because now yeah. it's slightly altered based off of influence well-meaning people, not well-meaning people, but unfortunately it's influenced and tainted by something that has yes. now removed the, the wholeness or the innocence and the integrity, the foundational part of the first, the, of the entry point of whatever it is they're trying to make. So kudos yes. to you. Well, I don't mean kudos to you. You don't need me to say that, but it's amazing that you are a, <laughs> that you are, that you were really mindful of why you're doing what you're doing. And of course, yeah. when our intentions are set, set in a benevolent, altruistic way, not only do we get dopamine that hits the surges oh, yeah. to our brain, which that's a huge response, <laughs> but then we also, you know, the God, universe, whatever. Well, there's always a reward there, whatever that may look like, monetary, whatever it might be. But it's always about your intention of why you do something allows for you to be as successful as you can be. Oh, thank you. You know, and I, I really appreciate that. And the way I like to talk about this is it's, you know, I have to be super clear about what I'm standing Mm -hmm. for at Mm -hmm. every moment. And so in this case, it's standing for making the world a better place. Now, is it easy to slip into, oh, I'm standing for making money. I'm standing for being popular. I'm saying, (laughs) right. So it's really making sure it's like, well, what is the ultimate stance? Ah, you know, it's raising the vibration of consciousness in the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I'm, I can't wait to, to learn more about it. So let's talk, we only have, let me see, we have about five, five more minutes to talk about that's okay. the specific part because I do want my listeners and viewers to know that I highly endorse Amy and with her book, Deliberate Choices to Realize Fulfillment and Joy. Give us the first deliberate choice and so yeah. we can all meditate on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the first deliberate choice that really begins a life of living on purpose and really freeing ourselves from the, the rat race that most of us get sucked into is to choose to feel it out. Don't figure it out. Mm. So what this really is about is, you know, this, this was a part of my big wake up call that happened in 2008. And what I saw is that all of us are conditioned to achieve our goals, set goals, achieve our goals, and then we're going to be happy. Right. Mm. So we learn this in school, get good grades so you can get into a good school, so you can get a good college, get a good job, make lots of money, and then you're going to be happy. And so what happens is we become indoctrinated into this way of being, which is really about, I'm going to follow a strategy. 
And we forget that really what we're after, what we want is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. Everything you want, everything you do, it's not for the thing itself. It's because you think it's going to make you feel a certain way. So on the, on the, right. on the absolute end state of every desire and every attempt and every thing that we're doing is really because of, we're going for a feeling, but we never think about it that way because we get trained into thinking it's all about the thing. And so mm-hmm. therefore what happens is we want to follow the strategy, follow the roadmap. And then we wonder, why does, why do I feel so hollow if my life feel looks so great on paper? Why do I feel yeah. so empty? And it's because we've, we've severed really what, what it's all about. And so the way to wake up and start to live a life of joy and meaning presence is, is really to, well, what is it that I want to feel? And if, okay, well, if I want to feel free, if I want to feel fulfilled, if I want to feel, I mean, you decide, well, then if that's what I want to feel, well, then how can I use feeling it out? Like if I'm going to follow the feeling versus follow the strategy, it's, it's amazing what data points start to emerge. Because if you commit, mm, I'm going to feel it out. I'm going to follow my inspiration. I'm going to follow and I'm going to choose the thing that makes me go, <gasps> versus the thing that goes, huh, right? Because there's a very big difference, right? Mm-hmm. When you yes. have that feeling where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this feels amazing versus that sounds like a good idea, right? So there's a lot of energy up yeah. here with figuring it out. A lot of energy here. But when you follow this, it life automatically starts to feel magical because these instances, synchronicities start to pop up and your inspiration is going to guide you sometimes to things that seem a little out of place. Like in my case, my inspiration was go study transpersonal psychology. And my husband was like, what the heck are you going to do with that? I mean, you studied pure mathematics and now you want what? And I'm like, I don't know. I just have to, I, I, I just have to. And sure enough, I mean, it has been the path of most abundance every step of the way. And so, you know, I, that is the first choice and it really it's foundational to really begin to live a life of meaning because we Mm. have to decide that okay one what we really want is a feeling and then two it's really important to pay attention how we navigate because we're going to either go astray kind of like what we've been talking about like what choices Mm -hmm. i'm going to make right those choices are going to lead you out of integrity or they're going to lead you or they're going to keep you on the path and so in order to navigate with integrity and the shortest path from here to desired state really is about feeling it out. And so I dive into like really what that means and how to do it in the book. As, as absolutely fascinating. I, I love, I love that concept, not the concept. I love that methodology because you're right. Um, I would tell people like, you know, if, how do you want to feel the next day? So, you know, if you have, if you have an event or you have a conversation with someone that you don't have to have, Think about the end, the end result. Like, how do you want to feel afterwards? So then reverse engineer it and do everything you do to do that. So it's the same concept in a really small way. But this also makes me think of just from a, um, a biological anatomical aspect. So we have a logical brain. And so obviously the prefrontal frontal cortex, all that helps us understanding things. But then we also have what's called the enteric brain. The enteric brain is actually how the body was started to create, where the umbilical cord happens. That's a bundle of nerves. And that uh, enteric brain is essentially the aspect that tells people, no, that's the part like, oh, I have this gut feeling. Well, that gut feeling is really a warning that says something is off. And so it'll always be able to help people. And then the third brain, and I don't mean like 
when I say brain, I don't necessarily mean like yeah. there's a creature <laughs> in any of it. It's no, just the I way, the, the main yeah. aspects yeah. of our body. So you have the cognitive brain, you have the enteric brain, and then you have what's called the heart brain. Heart so brain. the heart brain is that aspect that actually gives us that feeling. That's the part that will, um, helps us find empathy or helps us we you know if you see like a picture of the cute little ducklings like oh my god like that your heart just overwhelms and so when it makes me think of this as respect is if we can understand how to um, move between our logical brain our enteric brain and our heart brain because the heart brain is the center part of what we want to do like the, the direction you're talking so and then have the this is my own nerdy self coming up then have the cognitive brain and the enteric brain be the, the parameters to help a person navigate how that is. So that's how I hear that in my own, I guess I'm my own nerdy brain, no, but, but, I but I, that's brilliant. I love yeah. to hear how that is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so fascinating to hear. And I, and I really am getting behind that because um, I like that. You know, even today, as I think about everything I do, how can I be even more intentional? And if I don't like how I'm feeling about something, yes, it's a conscious choice, but also the activities that have aligned today, if it's not netting me the direction I want to go, because all those add up, like the grains of sand for a beach, then yes, I need to be more yes. conscious of that as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thank you. It Because really, truly, to feel it out, it's it's the shortest path to the most abundance. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yes. we convolute it by thinking, uh, thinking, okay, let me follow a strategy, right? And so yes. it's just it's this roundabout way, hoping we'll get to an unacknowledged desire feeling state mm -hmm. and then you know we're all kind of confused so yeah <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately Amy, our time is up you and i could literally talk all day we probably will some other time yeah, <laughs> but if my listeners and viewers want to find out more information about you and to purchase your yeah. book living on purpose five yeah. deliberate choices to realize Here fulfillment and joy yeah this for my viewers where yeah. find all this information online yeah you can find me at alwaysonpurpose.com and my book, Living on Purpose, is at Barnes & Noble and at Amazon. You can order it there. And if you are on social media, I'm on LinkedIn. And my handle is Amy Elisa Wong. Thank you. Excellent. Well, Amy, thank you. So it's been a fantastic guest on my show today. You're always welcome back. I highly endorse Amy and her book, One More Time, Living on Purpose, Five Deliberate Choices to Realize Fulfillment and Joy. My viewers and listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll have a complete list of all of her information. Amy, thank you so much. It's been a fantastic Thank guest. you so much, James. This was a pleasure. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.